Hello, listeners. Pete back with Step Out, Stay Out podcast. And today I've got a, a guy on the line uh, called Simon Costigan. Simon, are you there? Yeah, hi, Pete. Good evening. How are you? Okay, are you? Do you just yeah, want to. Well. Good. Do you just want to tell the listeners how we know each other? So we know each other through the FA mentoring program, and I think, if my memory serves correctly, we've known each other about five years. Uh, and over that time, you know, I've had the opportunity to spend time with you to develop my coaching philosophy and how I can be as best benefit to my uh, to my players coaching at grassroots. Brilliant. Okay, so. What is the programme about then? Just uh, tell the listeners a little bit about the programme. So the FA mentoring programme is something that the FA have provided for grassroots coaches to expand their knowledge and give them the opportunity to work with experienced coaches like yourself to provide a better environment for the players to play and develop in. It's all about being player-centric and it's all about giving a little bit of thought to the sessions that you do to understand how you get the best from your players every time you interact with them. Okay, so when you reflect back, and we laugh about this, you call that first session I came to see a car crash. Um, So when you reflect back to where we started to where we are now, I mean, we're not so much on the programme as such now, but we've become good friends and we still sort of mentor each other in different ways, don't we? You you know, you you help me with some of the, the business side of what I'm doing and I still... And there as a sounding board for the for the mentoring. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to me, as you say, you know, the mentoring program, fortunately, has blossomed into a really a really long term you know friendship, which which I value and cherish a lot. Um, you know, I openly said before I wouldn't be the coach I am now without the insight and experience that that you brought. So. You know, my, my teams and my players benefit from the conversations and, and interactions that we have. And as, and as a result, they enjoy coming to training and I get the most from them and also me as a coach. Brilliant. And that's nice to hear because, you know, recently I was asked by somebody on the podcast, you know, how do you measure what you do? And it's through stories like that and for people like yourself saying, you know, this is what's been brought to the table and this is how I've improved as, as having that relationship. So that's how I measure success on that that type of feedback. OK, so you're... In the in the football world, what what team do you work with? What age range, players, etc. So I'm at Allenton United, uh, which are a um, club in the suburb of Derby. Um, so I'm a level two coach, and I coach under fourteens. I'm also treasurer and co-chairman of the club as well. So uh, I like to keep myself busy. I could say. Yeah. So okay. So I know I know you're you're a very busy guy. So what? Just going away from football a little bit. What 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 do you do as a, as a day to day job? So my day to day job, I am a change consultant and a program manager. So I go into businesses to help them transform and deliver better business results through process improvement, behavioural improvement, and understanding where I can make a difference in terms of helping them either improve college engagement, 
right, profit and loss, or just in, in general make the place a better place to work through asking the right questions and challenging in a collaborative way. Yeah, and, and I always said to you, didn't I, you know, because of the job you do, I felt it, it made my job a bit easier because there were certain things that I really didn't need to cover and there was things I could give to you that you would, you know, easily um, be able to complete, you know, because of the job you do. Would you say that's fair? fair, fair yeah, 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 I, I completely agree. I mean, I've got quite a, a structured and a methodical approach to how I go about things. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that if you do something, you should do it to the best of your ability. Um, and, and in a grassroots environment, just because it's an amateur environment doesn't mean that you have to um, go about things in, in an amateur way. Um, and, and particularly with the football club, you know, managing change and delivering results and you know having the opportunity to do that in a football environment has allowed me to um, lean on two of my passions if you will so it's uh, it's something that's very close to my heart in terms of making things sustainable for the future okay so what are your plans for you for your club now you're in that in that role as a coach and, and on the committee and all that. So what? Where do you, where do you want to take this club? We would like the club to be one of one of the biggest clubs in Derby. So when I took over as treasurer in October 2018, the club was on on the brink of going. It was going going bust. Um, the club wasn't run in a particularly professional way. Uh, and the club was really struggling from a from a monetary point of view. So I restructured the club in terms of how the finances would be run. Everything now is run by direct debit, so we're a cashless club. So parents have to pay into a central bank account, you know, by a, by a direct debit on a monthly basis. Um, by doing this, we're now sustainable. We have um, now started to look at bringing a first team in, the men's first team, which we haven't had for three or four years, maybe longer. And I've also rebranded the club from top to bottom. So now we have all our teams playing in the same same playing strip and all our managers wear the same off-field apparel. So when people start to see Allenson United, we can be recognised as a, as a brand, where previously all the teams had different kits, all the managers just turned up in, uh, in, in street clothing, for want of a better word. And for me, when people start to see the club in this image, this is what a professional-looking grassroots club should be. Okay, so talking about coaches then, what do you look for in a coach when somebody comes along to your club and says to you, I, I want to get involved in, in kids' football? What, what, what questions do you ask them?
you know, the executive committee of the club to, to build a bright future, not just for the team they're going to be coaching, but the club as a whole. So for me, I, I take the club, I take the coach who's a blank piece of paper and work from there rather than somebody who has preconceived ideas and is resistant to change. Okay, so when you're up and down touchlines and, and going to some of the games you do, what, what sort of balance do you see between, you know, winning at all costs and, and the, the other side of the coin actually developing to get them to a point where winning may come easier when they're a little bit older and the physique's um, built up, etc.? a really, really good question. And, and, and for me, it's all about mindset. And again, it goes back to why Why are you in football? I guess I'm in football to develop young adults for the future workplace because a few of them may make a living as a semi-professional, but very, very few of them, or if any of them, will go on to be professional footballers. So for me, it's about creating a respectful adult who can hold themselves accountable and other people accountable around them. And also, you know, young adults who are willing to take and give feedback. Now, I see, unfortunately, I see some of that, um, but on the whole, you know, there's a lot of, um, for want of a better word, touchline Mourinho's who, uh, who use ego, um, and it's more about them than the children and the players that they have. Better word accountability for. Yeah. Okay. So just moving away a little bit from football and looking at what I'm doing um, from a business perspective, from a from a a job perspective, you looking from the outside inside. What do you, what do you see, and what advice would you give to me moving forward? Because you know the point. I'm at. I'm at the point where you know I'm very sort of on my own, and things are getting a little bit big now. What 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 would you do? What would you say? I guess my advice would be, um, and it goes back to a conversation I had with with a colleague this morning. We were talking very much around um, business change um, and also business development, and I, and I think the key things for me are the be eternally curious. So when you go into, you know, in your in your case, the prison or, or an institution, really seek to understand what's important to them. Be be authentic, which I know you always are. Be open, honest, authentic, and, and challenge in a collaborative way. So you know you're you're in those institutions to support and develop and, and give a pathway when people leave leave prison. I guess. Challenge the status quo, challenge the establishment, um, and be true to yourself. You know, I, I think it's very, very important, and it's sometimes very easy to come away from the person that you are, and the temptation to conform is always there. I guess my my advice and, and my guidance would be: hold true to yourself and what you believe to be right. Yeah, and that's nice to hear because that's the sort of things I echo to people all the time and I talk around those things as well. So, you know, that that's good advice and it's advice that, you know, I'm I'm always um taking on board from from people. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask yeah. you a question? Yeah, absolutely. What, 
what's what's next on your agenda? So what does the next six to twelve months look like for PayPal? Wow. I've been asked today, um, what does the next five to 10 years look like? Um, So the next six to 12 months for me, I'm guessing because the community stuff's really taken off, I need to start and embed that. So that will start from April and I've got more projects through uh, an area-based grant. So I'll start and do that. Again, with the prison, um, I'm now looking at now delivering a sports leaders course and, okay. and I'm tapping into um, an, an, an organisation that accredits courses for, right. for me to be able to do that. So I'm guessing looking down those, those lines over the next year. And, and also, it was always for me, you know, I say it all the time to people, it goes where it goes, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the fortunate position now that where it's it has really taken off, and it was always about let's put this out there and let's see how it goes. So I've always said that it goes where it goes. It, it was really tough, you know, standing up two years ago and saying this was me, and I had lots of encouragement from people such as yourself and lots of support and and a few. Um, people who sort of um, non non-believers, um, etc. Um, yeah. So I guess it's just, it's, it, for want of better words, I'm having fun with it. You know, okay, it's making okay. it's making me feel better from a personal point of view. I talk about that all the time. It keeps me busy. Um, so really, yeah, I mean, the you know. Home is where the heart is. It's where we started. It's where we belong. So it's about community. You know, um, some of the things that are happening in society. And if we can do whatever we can do to, to, to quell some of that and make people behave in a more positive way and affect other people in a positive way, then you, you have to start at home. And so the community is really really big for me but i do love going into the prisons and that so i guess you know that's that's my next six to 12 months and, and see what happens great i mean it sounds fantastic as you say the important thing is to surround yourself with positivity isn't it you know individuals that you get positive energy from um because i guess there's always people out there that, as you say that, that don't believe in what you're doing and i guess my belief is you're only limited by your own self-belief. So your own self-limiting beliefs are the only things that can stop you achieving things. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's right what you say. You talk a lot of sense. And, you know, I've just, I do believe in myself and I believe in, in the area I'm working in and the, you know, what I can sort of bring to other people who, who's in a position that I once found myself in. And yeah. that's powerful and it's special. Not everybody can 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 do that. I find it, you know, that's in quite a unique position to be able to do that. And I believe we're put on this earth to pass on our experiences um, to others for them to then pass it on to others. Um, yeah. So. So we'll we'll continue along them lines. So, just with a couple of minutes to go, then just 
a little bit around what do you think to the latest rule on on heading in football? Um, so I guess at, at the lower age groups, um, if you're thinking about teaching young footballers to play football the right way, then heading heading really doesn't come into it. So you know, in foundation phase from seven to ten. You know, that age group find it very, very difficult to kick the ball off the ground anyway because, you know, the, the physicality and the muscle development in children of those ages it, it isn't there. So I, I see it wholeheartedly as a good thing. Um, for me, it teaches children how to play football the right way and removes um, some coaches objective of getting the ball as quickly from one end of the pitch to the other. Um, I think I think it's great. I have one of my players asked me last night uh, whether he you know whether he could only have ten headers during a game. So I said no no it's ten headers during training in the, in a match environment you can head the ball as often as often as you want. So the players are very curious about it as well. I think for me if it um, prevents long-term um, brain damage, then I think it's absolutely the right way to go and would endorse what the FB are looking to do. Okay. So I want to finish up just by saying thank you for your support of me. I know I've supported you, but also, you know, you've supported me in, in the many, many long, long, long chats that we have <laughs> Generally, generally on a Monday night when you're stuck in traffic and you've got no one else to talk to, you pick up the phone, let's talk football to Pete. Um, so I want to thank you for that. And I just want to say to the listeners, if you've got a contribution based on some of the podcasts that you've heard, just get in touch. Let's have a chat. Um, you know, my areas are, are football, community and criminal justice, but you know, hey, if you want to talk about something that's special to you and teach me something, that's what it's all about. So, Simon, just want to say thank you and, and thanks for coming on. Absolute pleasure. Anytime, Pete. Loved it. All right. Cheers, Simon. Bye. Thanks, mate. Bye.